episode of the Havalo Havel Travel Podcast. This is episode number 78. I am your co-host, uh, as always, Kevin Allen, uh, current interim editor of Hoyt Magazine. Uh, with me, I have my wonderful two other co-hosts, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Kaylin Paltos. Hi, I'm Grace Maeda. And uh, we have a very special guest today. Um, he's in the lower quadrant of the screen, uh, Keakali. He is a, a chef. He is the chef of Kapahale, which is a new neighborhood eatery that actually won um, our sister magazine, Honolulu Magazine, recently awarded you guys a 2021 Hale Aina Award winner for uh, Best New Restaurant. Uh, so congratulations. I mean, they don't give those out to anybody. Um, so you definitely, you guys definitely deserved it. Hi, Keaka. Nice to meet you. Hey, guys. Welcome. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, I, I, love, I just want to say I love the art behind you. Um, can, can you describe that? Um, so actually the art, I found um, this artist that she, she does really great work and she sells her work on Society6. Um, for the most part, we wanted to represent um, part of the Hawaiian culture. Mm-hmm. And this is a modern showing of this tool to make kapa, which is called Ole Kapale. And then um, they use it to make stamps. They oh, um, tell a story on kapa and they print on it as, as well. Awesome. Well, I mean, first things first, uh, you know, we haven't really talked yet. Uh, the audience doesn't know you. So, Kyok, I'd love to get to know you. I mean, what what is your background? Where are you from? What high school did you go to? All the questions, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, basically, I, I grew up in the Wailai Kahala area. Um, okay. Went to Wilson Elementary, went to Kamiki Middle School, Kalani, um, played baseball down the park at Kahala Park and Wilson. Nice. Um, played a few sports from the area. Um, and now I have a restaurant um, on the corner of Kilauea and Popo Avenue. That's awesome. So you really just kind of brought it all back around um full circle yeah i yeah i know it's exciting because um i I just remember right behind our restaurant um there was actually a a bowling alley behind mcdonald's where i used to go hang out with friends um and then in college i used to go study at the barnes and nobles when i was there um so it's kind of cool to be back in the community that I grew up in and to cook for people right. around the area and whatnot. I was going to say, do a lot of people like come in like, hey, Keaka, like, how are you doing? Like all that kind of stuff. I've seen a lot more people um, from high school more recently. Than I have oh, yeah. in about <laughs> 10 years or so. So it's nice to see people. And also just um, um, fellow Kalani Falcon alumni right. just coming in and saying, Kalani and like yeah and then uh, some of them alma mater and uh, I, I I remember it very well so um, that's awesome. if you come by we can sing it together <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool yeah I remember I grew up in um, Wailua which is a pretty small community and I remember I got into a fender bender um, kind of on the main road and it was so embarrassing because you know when you grow up in like a really small community everyone knows everyone so I swear to God, like 20 people were like, hey, did you <laughs> get that guy? Are like, you okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Literally everyone I know. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So do you mind just going into a little bit of your, your cooking experience? I mean, how did you get into to cooking? I mean, what, what are some of the other restaurants you've worked in? Yeah, so um, my culinary career kind of um, started a little late. Um, 
I was right after high school. I didn't know what I want to do. Your typical college kid, just kind of jumping from major to major. Um, mm-hmm. Sciences was was something I was really interested in, and so as well as the medical field. Um, but the places that would hire a college kid with no experience were most mostly the restaurants and whatnot. Um, so I worked at uh, my first job in high school was actually Chuck E. Cheese. Nice. Um, and then from making pizzas and whatnot, I was, I was never the mouse, um, but, um, that was, that was my next <laughs> question. Yeah. Good pizzas though. Definitely tossed a lot of pizzas. No, it, it was great. Um, yeah, especially the guard butter that goes around the crust and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, from there, I uh, got to work at, um, places like Red Lobster. So from there and that point, it kind of started to pull me in, um, but I was still trying to do something else. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be some a med tech or even something around that field. Um, it wasn't until I think, um, let's see, 2005, where someone mentioned like, hey, you're pretty good at cooking. Why don't you check out the culinary school down the street um, at KCC? Um, so took a few classes and um, I found it very interesting um, because I played a lot of sports in high school. Right. Um, Cooking actually became my new sport. Um, it kind of pulled me in, and um, I did some cooking competitions. Um, oh, wow. I got to be a part of um, uh, the American Culinary Federation student team, and we were the first team in Hawaii to win gold. Uh, and oh, that's awesome. It, yeah, it was, it was cool because um, at the time, um, this, the KCT culinary program kind of expanded. And Conrad Onaka was part of that. She she built her uh, culinary school at the Cannon, the old Cannon Club on Diamond Head. Um, oh, I so see. if you if you go down Montserrat, um, there's a, a new college up there. I think right now the enrollment is a little low, but we're still trying to encourage um, people that are interested in the culinary field or just young people that don't know what they want to do like you know it's something to check out. Right. I mean, why not learn how to cook while you're going through all these classes and whatnot? Absolutely. Um, and if anything, you learn how to cook, and that's that's a good skill to have. It's a good life sure skill. I, I wish I did that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend really wishes I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun because um, for, it was fun for me because not only the competition part, but just creating something out of nothing, just creating. Um, um, food with less waste, um, right. even cook, cooking a healthier style of living really pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I got to work at places like 3660 on the rise, uh, became the pastry chef there at one point. Um, I got a little bit bored of the pastry side. Uh, so I moved, I went back to the culinary side, the savory side. Mm-hmm. Those are early morning being a pastry chef. Yeah. Very <laughs> early. Early did you have to get up? Um, I got up on time. Um, <laughs> it would be around four thirty, and wow. I would have to be at work by five. Oh my gosh! It's just to bake off all the either the breads or the cakes and get things ready. At three six sixty, we did banquets and stuff, so there were a lot of large parties. Um, right. Yeah, it, it was fun, but um, I, I'm not a morning person at all, um, and it, that definitely took a toll on me. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I moved on to Alan Wong's. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, and his King Street restaurant when it was still open. Right. Um, it, it was fun. 
I got to learn a lot from uh, the chef cuisine at the time, Wade Uyoka and Michelle Carr, uh, who are um, part of, uh, they opened up MW. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they had a huge influence on me, and I just wanted to be a sponge. I just wanted to learn more. Right. I just going. Um, after three years, I went on and moved. Uh, I, I took a look at this place in San Francisco called Bennu. It's mm-hmm. a Mission Star restaurant. There's uh, Corey Lee. Um, this works in there. Um, wanted to see if I really loved San Francisco, um, which I was one of the few people that did not. Oh, no. Um, I don't know if it was just the style <laughs> of living. I don't know if it's because I couldn't afford the shirt on my back. Right. Um, it was, it was it was everything combined, and I just didn't love it. Um, moved back and then um, decided to take a chance and moved to New York City. Oh, wow. Um, from there, it, it was, it was, it was love. Like, it was just the culinary field just kind of pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's so many different cultures. New York was like a, it was a bigger, a really, really big hallway where a lot of different um, cultures and it's a melting pot, but a melting pot for a lot of European um, influences. Or cultures. Oh, interesting. Um, so we got to see a lot of things there that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And um, worked at a few uh, great restaurants there too. What part of New York City did you live in? I lived in this place called Astoria, Queens. Oh, okay. I believe it's now called Long Island City. Uh, yeah. They were in the works of bringing, I think, Amazon there. So they oh, decided wow. to change the name. Oh, um, wow. we, yeah, my wife and I, when we moved there, uh, we, we love the city, we love the culture. And actually, we we named our daughter Astoria. Oh, sweet. Yeah, she's, oh. she's, two, she's two years old and, and full of... Uh, uh, joy, yelling, and screaming, and happiness. <laughs> As kids do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love it, though. It's, uh, she, she, she's amazing. So um, you moved back here, and mm-hmm. you started a restaurant um, during the pandemic. What was that like? That sounds yeah. difficult. And you, you had a child, a one, like a one-year-old child at the time. You really just, like, took it all on at once. Uh, so... Um, after I worked in New York City at like this place called Carmacy Tavern and uh, a lot of other restaurants, when I moved back to Hawaii, uh, I felt a little disconnected with the community. So before I jumped into opening my own place, I decided to uh, join. I decided to join the, the Pig and a Lady team. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was, I was a chef cuisine at the China, Chinatown restaurant. I worked there for a couple of years. Um, just wanted to reconnect and and learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, when I finally had a chance to open a restaurant, uh, uh, nobody warned me about the pandemic or anything. Or you didn't get yeah. that. You, you didn't get, you didn't that, get that memo. No, I didn't get that memo. So you know, opening a restaurant um, is actually the number one uh, failing entrepreneurship in the country. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a lot of passion that went into it that I really wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, in November 2019, we signed a lease for a spot in the Waialai Pahala area. 
Oh, um, wow. Right before the pandemic. Right, right before. Oh. Um, man. And then my daughter was born uh, like January 2020. Oh, okay. wow. wow. 2020 was uh, amazing. It was, it was great. Right. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the whole world uh, turned the other way. Uh, right. In, in March, uh, Hawaii started to shut down. Uh, our, our building plans <clears throat> had buried at the state. Uh, so we were just sitting with our hands under us, and we couldn't really do much. Um, but we looked at the positives. Uh, I did lose uh, a, a couple of investors because um, some of the investors that I had had restaurants already, and I couldn't bear to see them struggle. And I was advised not to do it, but it's not the Hawaii way. Um, we wanted to make sure we take care of each other. Right. Um, so I felt that it was necessary to give money back. Therefore, you um, shift capital, capital around uh, a bunch. Um, mm -hmm. But we threw a lot. Of, we threw the money into the kitchen, and we built that, and we opened without the bar. Opened oh wow! The um, two things came that was really positive about opening when we did, which was December twenty twenty. Um, I got to spend a lot of time with my newborn baby, right? And uh, got to see her grow, and from being the size of my palm to the you know to be able to spend time and do that. Because if I opened the restaurant when we were protected, which was summer of 2020, it's just a lot of time that I wouldn't have been able to spend with them. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned about the bar, uh, we we use it to our, our, our advantage. Um, who, who doesn't really like uh, BYOB, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we, wel we welcome the community in that way. Mm -hmm. And we just decided, you know, we had a great team and we found a, a, a great a bunch of people, um, right. a lot because the pandemic came out of job too. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of worked. To our advantage, and we decided to keep going. Uh, we opened our doors in December, December 10th, 2020. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. We were hoping, we're always hoping for the best. Right. Um, but a lot of people, um, yeah, they, they took care of us. They, the community took care of us. Mm -hmm. um, we took care of the farmers on our end, making sure that um, we're able to give them business because they lost a lot of accounts or restaurants or even the, all the hotels were shut down. Um, right. So a lot, of, a lot of the farmers were struggling even even more worse than um, than some of the restaurants we see. Um, but we just wanted to make sure we did our part. Um, right. Yeah. So and it's just a crazy in, uh, journey so far. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it couldn't be uh, with everything surrounding it. But I think, um, you know, kind of one of your unique, um, you know, unique aspects of Kapahale is that, oh, boy, I truly hope you guys, okay, you guys can hear me. Okay, sorry, everyone froze for a second. Zoom and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's that, you know, the ingredients in a lot of the produce is, is freshly grown, you know, you use fresh ingredients from fresh farms locally. Um, can you just, you know, we've been talking a lot about you and a lot about what it was like starting the business, but could you just describe to us like, what is, 
Kappa Holly, I guess, what makes you guys unique? Why did you guys win? Why do you think you guys won, you know, the best new restaurant um, in 2021? So, yeah, as far as for the words, like we, we, we are very, very fortunate and lucky to have them. Uh, we won Best New Restaurant. We were recognized from brunch and brunch table as well. Uh, I can't fathom how grateful we are um, as, as a restaurant to be in the position that we're in right now. Um, right. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the awards is just um, recognition for most of our staff. Um, we just want to cook. We just want to provide food for the community. Right. And um, it, it, all those awards are, are very nice to have and very blessed. Um, but we, we try not to take anything for granted, especially during this time. Right. Um, I think what separates Kapahale from a lot of other restaurants, um, you know, we, we, our part, we, we, we fall into the Hawaii regional cuisine and um, which were, which was started off about 20 years ago by chefs like uh, Roy Yamaguchi, Wong, Mepro, Sam Choi. Um, those chefs decided to take a stand and support um, the local community, trying to keep Hawaii, Hawaii, um, rather than just buying your tomato from Mexico or something like that. Right. And um, it really, when I was at Alan Wong's, it was very important that we tried our best to support local as much as possible because even though we're paying um, sometimes three times the amount or even, um, even five times, um, it's about trying to support your neighbor and um, making sure they're all right. And, you know, we can only hope for the best. And um, so far, that's been our motto, just making sure we try our best to support them. Um, but we have some great farmers that, we, that I've met either through um, from Alan Wong times or in a lady or even just walking down the farmer's market at PCC. Um, we're, we're trying to get farmers in and ranchers um, just to Things fresh, and I mean, who doesn't want a fresh tomato? I would, I would just pick yesterday versus something that's been in a container that was picked green and picked maybe a month ago. Right. So, how, how would um, you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you describe? I guess the cuisine of Kapahale, um, just for people who mm -hmm. you know, are thinking of they don't know what the, you guys are, you know, serving. How would you guys describe your cuisine? I guess. So, cuisine is fun. It's innovative. Um, we support local. Um, we're combining techniques that were um, different cultures. Um, we have this one dish called tagatelli uh, bulgogi pasta with kawaii shrimp. Um, so we're taking green influences from the bulgogi, taking a local product kawaii shrimp, and we're also um, taking traditional Italian techniques and just kind of mashing it together. Um, you know, we, we could be labeled as something like fusion, but we we want to make sure it makes sense. Right. We want to make sure that we're having fun, fun with our food. Mm -hmm. um, but we like to keep things fresh here. We've changed the menu about, um, from what I can count, about 10 times already. Oh, wow. We tried 
Yeah, we try to stay seasonal, but farmers have like Hawaii don't really have seasons. Like they don't have we don't have winter where there's snow and stuff. But uh, they farm through a lot of cycles, uh, so we try to keep up with them. And they're, they're the ones that are dri is driving Kahale's uh, food and special vegetable section. I was looking uh, at your. Oh, go. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I was looking at your menu and it's it is really fun. Like the mm. names of all the dishes oh, you have like unicorn and yeah. on your business. And Brussels. The my wife, my wife, uh, just give me the, the eye roll. <laughs> what? Uh, but fun. We have, yeah, we like to have fun with the food, even the names. Um, just trying to um, just trying to build a fun experience. You know, it's not just about the food. It's it's about um, you know your your guests. It's about them talking about different things, talking about the everyday in wrestling or mm -hmm. the not. It's not the business. We even have a let's talk about it using a Spanish taco. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm hungry. It's, it's, <laughs> You, How long does it take you to come up with like a new menu? You said you've already come up with 10 new menus since you've opened. Um, mm -hmm. I guess my question is how long would it take to come up with just one menu item on average? I'm well, curious. That could, it could definitely range. Um, sometimes it's just being inspired by either the product at hand or Maybe it's something I ate last week that I wanted to maybe see how it would fit in Kahale. Um, uh, my wife is shaking her head at me right now. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes it takes a month to change, um, but it's because I really into it. And if it's not in it, then it's not going to be on the menu. So right. we just work together as a team. We just push to push Hawaii's envelope to make sure we're eating healthier, make sure we're being creative. And, you know, Hawaii is just not a tourist destination just for uh, the views or the beach. It's, it's going to be about the food if it's not already. Um, but we're, we're trying to help with that. Right. Kind of build the, the next generation up as well. Do you guys ever find like, because I know that you, you said you, you know, really adhere to the farmers and they're kind of the ones driving Kabahale. Do you ever find that it's the ingredients that either like spur creativity or, I mean, like, what is it just working like with such a, I guess, not a limited pool, but, you know, a very specific pool of ingredients? So for the ingredients, it's, it's been actually tough to source some local things because uh, usually during a certain season, we, we see a lot of um, eggplant, tomatoes, cucumbers, but... What I've seen a lot of farmers do is they just, if they have it, they have it kind of thing. Um, so we definitely are inspired by a lot of the products. Um, sometimes um, the owner at Kalea Farms, his name is Bill, uh, he, he just drops off cauliflower like as big as my head. I'm like, oh my God, where, where did you get that? It's like, oh, I just, I just decided to grow it. And I was like, Okay, and then decide to put it on the menu then. Right. Um, but it's it kind of working hand in hand. We we try to cut out the middleman as much as possible and work with the farmers. That way they can actually charge a fair price and they can make money off of it too. Because mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of farms that uh, they 
they, they're not able to um, deliver themselves. So they have to use a middle person, um, which is great for them bringing awareness to their farm, but it's hard because, you know, you see how much they charge at the markets like Fulan Farms or uh, Whole Foods, it's local, but we know how much we, we would buy it from them. So to see the inflation of, I mean, seeing the prices of them charging it, can only imagine how much they're making. Right. Um, but, but we're pretty selective of our farmers. We're always open to uh, getting new ones as well, um, even from um, out of state, not sorry, out of state, other islands. Um, we have actually had, we're using um, beef from the biggest ranch on uh, the state of Hawaii. Oh, wow. Ranch. Uh, we, we found them. Um, by mistake, and it, it, it ended up being a, a really good thing. Uh, we get fresh product from them every other week, and uh, we're, we can't get fresh beef like that anymore. Right. They have a grass-fed grass, grass fed program, and uh, it's one of the best beefs in, 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 uh, in the United States. And what does is, what is name mean? What does Kapahale mean? I have an idea, but I mean, what does it mean to you? What is what is the story behind the name? Sorry, I know hard pivot, but I want to know. No, no, no. There's there's a lot of different takes, and we 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 practice this, but it's been always evolving. Um, so when I made the name Kapahale, this the name came about um, about two years before we opened. Um, I wanted to make sure we. Uh, support the Hawaiian community and try to, you know, not forget our old ways. Um, so when I think of kapa, which is a, they used to make it for clothing back in the 1700s. Uh, the women of Hawaii used to pound out these uh, wet day trees or paper mulberry trees and make cloth, which was used for clothing. And um, it was, I've actually got to make kapa myself, and it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, not only do you have to be um, patient, uh, you just gotta kind of go with the flow because you never know what's gonna happen. But the process of making kapa cloth is you, you take the tree, you strip it down, you take the inner outer layer of the tree, you pound it out, you ferment it, you dry it, uh, you repeat the steps. And it, it kind of reminds me of cooking techniques, um, whether it's drying out uh, a piece of fish or beef and pounding out to make a carpaccio or fermenting it to make a pickle. Uh, and then from there, once, the kapa cloth is all pounded out. Um, the kings of Hawaii were the only ones to um, have printing on it. And the printing told a story. So when I look at a blank piece of kapa, it might be a blank plate where they share stories. And I wanted to share my story on the plates, whether it's directional patterns or um, our logo in, in one of the dish, or um, we have this one dish called the lemon dream, which is uh, it's a lemon semifredo with lily, big island lily curd. 
and um, put some lemon crumble, and then this meringue that we dry out, and then we stamp it with the traditional copper print. And it, it resembles um, sunshine and brightness, which plays really well with the dish. So it's just our way to kind of preserve the Hawaiian culture in a modern day way and through my food and cooking, you know, we use lao lao, we use kalo, we use ulu, make sure we use what's around us. Um, but for kapahale, um, we're just, it's, it's, it, the meaning is the house of kapa. And we don't sell any clothing, we don't sell um, kapa cloths, but um, we're able to give you an experience in a, in a food um, and family-oriented form. Just providing a meal for families and whatnot. Super beautiful. Thank you for, for going into that. Um, I have some rapid fire questions. They're kind of silly. Um, unless Kevin, you had a follow-up. Nope, not nope. at all. Okay. Okay. First one. What is your um like favorite kitchen appliance like to use? Like your go-to makes things so, like super easy so it's gonna be really silly but it's it's a spoon um i have probably 50 different spoons and i don't know why but there's a lot of different spoons that do different jobs different things um you know you would probably think it'd be a knife but i have so many spoons um and it's just a tool that you can use for everything you use it for casing you use it for plating you use it for Whatever. So I guess if the tool was left for me and on a deserted island, I'd probably be able to survive somehow. That's awesome. I would not have expected that. A spoon. Okay. Um, sweet or savory? Savory. Savory. Okay. And then what is one of your favorite, like, quick meals to make at home? Quick meals. Um, Without any thought, without any skill, would be uh, it's a bowl of ramen. Nice. Is it like the instant kind of ramen, like the the one in the the hard kind, where you put the, put the the sauce in and then crack it up and then eat it as a snack? That kind. It just depends on how how it, whatever's available at home. But then we we kind of do a little we, we soup it up. We uh, oh you soup we, it up. We cook some eggs. We add some soy. We add some kamaboko and spam or whatever. But um, that's just a quick, a really quick bite and what shrimp, shrimp or chicken. The the two the two flavors of instant ramen for me is the shrimp and the chicken packs. Uh, for me, it would be chicken. Oh, yeah, chicken all the way. I never go for no. shrimp. Uh, no, I neither, never do either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had one of those raw packets. That, like, epitomizes, like, childhood elementary snacks. It's, like, you're so oh, yeah. lucky when you could eat the raw ramen. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I would eat in my dorm room was the chicken ramen literally every day until I got uh, sick of it. Yeah, that was, that was my college... <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah food experiences whatever i could afford to pretty good i mean nothing wrong with that grace do you have any questions for uh for, for yeah chef? are we expecting to see a second restaurant 
Is that in the works? <laughs> uh, I think my wife <laughs> would kill me if I opened a second restaurant. But for now, it's just making sure uh, we can stay during the pandemic. Right. We're still able to provide jobs for our employees. Um, and, you know, I built a place for my family. It's a way to support them. So right now, for now, um, I'm going to concentrate on this system. Mm-hmm. You got to wait for a, a second kid and a second pandemic, and then you oh. open your second restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, uh, we'll make sure to send you the not. memo next time. <laughs> yeah. No, thank uh, you so much, Kayaka, yeah, for joining us. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're running out of time here, but did you have anything you wanted to tell our, our, you know, our listeners where to find you, whether that's Instagram, a website, what's your address, your hours, all that kind of stuff? Of course. Um, actually, a fun story. Um, um, so maybe about a month when we opened, um, we had a hard time of telling people where we are. You know, we say it's next to the subway, it's next to the olive tree, it's next to the McDonald's. Well, a guest came in and was just like, you know where you are, right? I'm like, yes. Well, she said, well, your address is in your name. And I was like, it is? She's like, yeah, you're at the corner of Kilauea Avenue, KA, and Pahoa Avenue, PA. Oh, nice. So, uh, nice. So we've been able to tell our guests that for the most part. Yes, we are by the great... Um, Olive Tree, um, we're at the corner of the way uh, Awesome. Um, okay, well, you can always find uh, more Hoi Magazine content at hoimagazine.com. All of our social media channels are at Hoi Magazine. Um, yeah, we're running out of time, but uh, thank you again so much, Keaka, for, for joining us. And I'm really hungry now, so I'm going to eat some instant ramen. <laughs> the only thing I can... Yeah, cook. same. <laughs> Um, it's the only thing I can. We make our we make our own fresh ramen in house. It's it's completely vegan. Um, wow! Oh, don't tempt option. me with a good time. I live right down the street. Oh yeah, that's right. You're you're really close, Taylor. Yeah, this is your new, this yep. is your new spot. Um, well, yeah, thanks, new spot. For having, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, definitely appreciate you bringing me on. Absolutely. And, uh, for letting me share a conversation with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you thank so you much to all of our listeners thank you. for listening in. And uh, yeah, from everyone here, Mahalo and have a good day. Bye bye.